Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Harvey and Norman. Round 18, Team Lister here. It's knockout time in head-to-head fantasy finals. We've got some big ins, we've got some big outs. The outs are probably bigger than the ins for fantasy purposes. Don Brock, my team's in tatters. How's yours going? <laughs> not quite in tatters, but it's getting close. Yeah, not not heaps of outs this week, but the few that are, as you say, they're, they're pretty major. So um, one or two you know, in particular. So yeah, having trades up your sleeves really going to come in handy this week and probably in the next couple of weeks. Absolute monster scores last round. Hundreds of coaches hitting 1,200 plus. I'm pretty sure we saw the highest individual team scores in the history of fantasy. And then two of the biggest contributors, Ponger and Pappenhausen, both gone this week. Mm. Um, it's going to be some huge headaches. Um, anyway, let's get stuck into some team lists. Starts off on Thursday night, West Tigers and the Rabbitohs. Tigers are unchanged. Yeah, not a lot to talk about here, I guess. Um, kind of lower than usual scores for a few of these Tigers players that are in a lot of fantasy teams. Um, Harry Grant was back to 80 minutes, but still didn't get a massive score. Got 47, which um, he hasn't really scored below that all year. But So nothing to be too upset with if you've got him, but um, not quite the 60s that you'd expect when he plays 80. Um, lowish scores as well for um, Luciano Lua, who's been great this year. Um, Alex Twile was quite as well. Um, David Nofaluma had a massive game, 80 points. He's been great all year, I think averaging 55 or something. Could be an option, one of those point of difference options if you want to spend a trade on Ponga or Pappenhausen and bring in another wing fullback. Most people will be looking at fullbacks, but um, if you want to go left field, a tackle-busting winger who I think is leading the league in tries this year, he's not a bad option. Well, he's absolutely... Um... In the frame, was he averaging 54? Doesn't really get a bad score. Like for a winger, even a tackle-busting winger, you'd expect the odd bad score. I think his season lows, looking at it now, was 30 points. That was against Penrith. Um, as a fair while ago, a pair of 40s in round 12 and 13. Um, sorry, 11, 12 and 13. Again, one of those was Para, who were good defensively at that point in time. So, um, yeah, very consistent score. I'd, I'd probably be looking at him almost ahead of Tuolasa Shek if you are going to burn that trade on um, Ponga or Pappenhausen. For, for people who've got trades and who desperately need a, you know, to make a trade to get a win in a knockout head-to-head, I think he's a, a great option. Yeah, not much else to talk about in that Tigers team. No, Tommy Talao still is in the reserves. This is one of those weeks that he would have been handy anywhere in that back line just for some extra points, especially if you're running out of trades. Um, yeah. Now you mentioned Twile quiet. His minutes were a bit of a worry. Was it 47, 33 points in 47 minutes? Something mm. like that. So, um, he hasn't really come back to what he was like early in the season when he was playing really big minutes. And since he's come back from injury, it's been more like regular, you know, middle forward minutes around mm. 40 and 50 rather than 16, 70. And the job that Eisenhuth did while he was out um, probably isn't helping him too much either. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Rabbitohs have a couple of changes. Dane Gagai listed to return for, I think, the third week in a row now. Um, we'll see if that actually pans out. Um, Tavita Totola out, night starts, Cartwright onto the bench. Um, none of those particularly fantasy-relevant changes. Yeah, and again, nothing massively new here. Damien Cook was good again the weekend, 68. Um, good score, but not a massive score compared to the guys, you know, that were getting 90s and 100s on the weekend. Um, still, obviously, good player to have. The other guys, Cameron Murray's probably been slightly underwhelming for those who picked him up, averaging around 50, maybe even high 40s rather than 60 or whatever. Um, 
and then you know the half score well when they win. Um, Campbell Graham's still a good option in the centres if you're looking for one. Uh, last week or this week, maybe you could pick him up at make a fullback and play him at centre as well if you need some coverage there. But yeah, nothing massive, massively new on that south side. Yeah, Keon Kolomatangi, I, uh, I snapped up on the cheap and I desperately needed a score a couple of weeks ago. He got knocked out with about six points next to his name, but has been named to return, uh, fortunately. Um, Dogs and Seagulls, Friday afternoon slash evening at ANZ Stadium. Dogs, plenty of changes. Um, both centres gone, Montoya and Holland. Uh, it's going to be DWZ and Remus Smith in the centres. Jaden Ockenbore is back after serving out his ban on the wing. Uh, Foreign obviously out injured, so Jake Avarillo, who I think is still fairly heavily owned, um, has been playing small minutes off the bench. He's back starting at 5 8th. And uh, Luke Thompson, who actually got, I think, his best minutes of the year uh, last week uh, after coming off the bench and playing at the game. Uh, he's back in the starting side. Yeah, he played a bit better last week. His score still wasn't um, great, Luke Thompson, but um, the fact he's starting is a good sign. Um, hopefully, for those of us who have got him, he's working up towards a score back closer to 50. Um, yeah, Avarillo, his start at 5'8", there's a real boost for those who have got in this week, especially if they're struggling for, um, you know, to fill out their back line. Um, he won't necessarily get a big score, but he's going to get, you know, more chance in the starting halves than off the bench. Um, otherwise, uh, Lucky Lewis, 90 fantasy points, yeah. heaps of kick meters, which he does a lot. A lot of tackles, which he does sometimes in a try, but... Um, I don't think he'll do that on a consistent basis. So don't get carried away with that kind of score. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Manly have lost George Tafua to injury, snapped an Achilles, which uh, is a horrible injury. He's out for the season. Uh, Josh Schuster, after an impressive debut last week, mm. um, has apparently done his syndesmosis. So he's gone for the season as well. Um, Abbas Miski and Cade Cust uh, come into the side. Yeah, I guess the only real... Talking point at the moment is Cherry Evans, who's been great recently. He's gotten even better now with um, goals as well. So an extra eight points for him last week. Got him up to 74. Um, we think he'll have it for, well, at least this week. I, I saw Ruben Garrick was listed initially as being out for the rest of the regular season. Mm. But Manly are hoping he's going to come back perhaps before round 20. Yeah, around 19 or 20. There's a few of these AC joint injuries going around at the moment. It's possibly what um, Josh Papali has, even though he's named this week, and also Reid Marnie, who's also apparently a chance um, this week. So it's one of those ones that's a bit more pain management than deeply structural. So um, chance he's certainly not playing this week, but could be back in a week or two, in which case, yeah, he does take goals back from uh, DCE. I mean, regardless, DCE is obviously still one of the, uh, the elite halves in fantasy, so, you know, good to have. For sure. Four uh, tries, I think, last week for me. Yeah, I was watching the start of the... He had three tries in a few minutes to start the game. He was absolutely mm. tearing the Tigers to pieces. I, I thought they were going to win by 50 at that point. It was, um, yeah, the, the Cherry Evans show early on. Um, Panthers and Eels blockbuster clash out there at Penrith on Friday night. Um, Eels be desperate for a win to show up that top four spot. Only team to have beaten Penrith all year, although things have changed a bit since back in round five, I think it was when they um, they got them back then. Uh, Panthers, Isaiah Yo back after a week out with a head knock. Big news for a lot of fantasy coaches. Um, a little bit of a forward reshuffle. And uh, Kurt Capewell, who came back from injury last week, actually is the mm. one who gets bumped out in all that. So hopefully uh, no one bought him as their centre replacement. Uh, last week yeah yeah that's a bit of a surprise um 
I wasn't necessarily expecting him to get back in the starting team, but I thought he'd hold a uh, bench spot. So, yeah, hopefully no one picked him up, as you say. Um, as a yeah, yeah, really good news for his owners back in the starting team. He's one of those elite scorers. Um, Nathan Cleary, most people, I think, had him as captain last week if he was in their team. Mm. They kind of... Can you say he let, let us down with only 67 points? Well, score, I mean, when you like, look at what the other players got, particularly Payne Haas, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's obviously capable of scoring a, a massive um, score in any, any week. Abby Coruscant was going to big in last week, 56. Um, still rock solid for anyone who hasn't. Um, anyone else we wanted to talk about before we move on? Stephen Crichton, I think, had his lowest yeah. score of the year, basically. He was against me in a few head-to-head legs. I was thinking he was going to get five tries and 100 points, and he um, mm. somehow got kept quiet for, for 19. Huge blow to um, a lot of coaches there. Eels have, as I touched on earlier, they've named Reed Marnie despite that uh, shoulder injury. Um, bench forward Ray Stone, obviously on standby to come in and start. Uh, at hooker and I think Murata Nyakore broken ribs is out with Andrew Davey into the 17 the only other change yeah and as you say not a lot of uh, changes well nothing changing in that starting team and same with fantasy you know the usual suspects all did well last week Mitch Moses keeps getting good scores uh, regardless of the result really um, Madison and, and Brown both scored in the 60s as well so they're all guns we've known that for quite a while yep um that's about it, really. Uh, Dragons and the Raiders down there in Wollongong on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Cody Ramsey, who started the nines, which feels like several years ago, but apparently mm. was this year. Um, he makes his NRL debut on the wing with Ravalawa out. Uh, Paul Vaughan back from suspension. A few tweaks in terms of the forwards, but not a great deal uh, of note fantasy-wise in terms of changes. Yeah, if it was round uh, one or two or three, we had a, a rookie on the wing and I think Kate Ellis is really cheap starting in the front row. would be interested in some money makers, but uh, those days are long gone. So, yeah, we're pretty much just looking at the usual uh, big two of Cameron McGuinness and Ben Hunt. And a lot of people are spooked by Ben Hunt being benched for 17 minutes last week. Might be some questions about whether he's a trade out, which I think is a bit uh, extreme. I think he just kind of copies slightly lower scores. He might be scoring around 50 rather than 60, which is yeah, still okay. If you're trading Ben Hunt this week, then you must be doing pretty well to not have any more pressing problems. Um, we talk about McInnes, captaincy option. Yeah, absolutely. He had a couple of kind of quieter scores, which is still, you know, 59s, I think, in the previous two weeks, and then got 90 points last week, uh, which is great. Plays the 80, does everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess he's at this point probably the left field option. Everyone has seen Cleary get 100 a couple of weeks ago and seen Haas get 90. So one of those two will be the captains in most teams. So McInnes, I guess, if you're in you know, a head to head, certainly, and you want to point a difference, he's a pretty reliable option. He's can go big as well. One of the five players in my team who outscored the player that I made captain, which is always <laughs> exactly. nice to look at. Um, the Raiders side, uh, pretty much unchanged. Um, I don't know if there's any tweaking going on. There's been a lot of back and forth between the bench and the starting side uh, in recent weeks. Um, Tom Starling named to start again, which is handy. Yeah, so he started the last couple of games. I think he was a late inclusion in the side both weeks. Um, played 70 minutes both weeks, which is really encouraging. Um, he's obviously pretty close at this point to just being an 80-minute hooker. 
uh, and he scores great as well. So 54 points. He got, I think, score in the mid to high 60s before that with a couple of tries, but he's now just you know, scoring really well. His defense is great. Um, he smashed Sonny Bill Williams with the first uh, hit up. Sonny <laughs> Bill had him weekend. I think he enjoyed that. So, yeah, he's been a great, a great buy at the end of the season, Tom Starling. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Such a busy little defender as well. Hardly misses a tackle and, and makes heaps. So, uh, yeah, doing great things. Titans and the Broncos, looking forward to this one. Um, Titans with a chance to really uh, twist the knife for um, big brothers up the road. Um, Brian Kelly is out. That'll affect possibly a few people, just given the uh, the centre carnage. Both Fermor moves to second row. Hipgrave is back. Uh, Jolliffe is out uh, with an ankle issue. Milwaukee Fodawaka, who uh, was terrific off the bench last week, monster score and played out the game. Uh, he's back in the starting side. Um, Jairo is still on the bench and Peachy's still at starting lock. It's uh, quite notable as well. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess it's, yeah, as, as you mentioned last week, looking ahead to next season maybe with Arrow won't be there, Peachy will, and they might be just running Peachy's lock from here on out. Um, so yeah, good news for Pidgey owners. Um, as we've said before, as well, even if he goes back to the bench or spends time on the bench, he can still score really well in the middle of the field, particularly for a centre. So uh, he's still one of the best centre options if you're still hunting for a centre. And Fodawaka, yeah, massive score, bit best score of the year for him, I think. Uh, 83, got big minutes, so that was always on the cards. But um, yeah, good signs for him for the last few rounds. The uh, Broncos do get Alex Glenn, the captain, back from injury in the back row. Bentia goes to the bench. Uh, I've lost two more forwards to suspension. I feel like they've got players suspended almost every week, Brisbane. The mm. discipline's amongst the several of the problems they've had uh, this season. Joel Fahingawi back from suspension to take uh, one of those spots. Um, probably not heaps doing outside of the, the one or two really obvious big guns. Yeah, so Payne Haas, 93. He'll be... Captain of a lot of teams this week, probably yeah. my captain. Um, Katoni Stag, 61. Uh, another big play, he tends to produce one or two massive plays every week these days. So, um, yeah, really good centre option as well. He's someone who likes Stephen Crichton. If he doesn't get a try, he can be pretty quiet fantasy-wise and get 20 points. But his good days are very good. So, um, yeah, one of the top two or three centre options. Obviously, Pat Carrigan should be in most teams and a um, few running Absolutely. with David Fafida, who, despite relying on attacking stats, <clears throat> tends to pump out some pretty consistent scores. Um, Roosters and the Knights, uh, the final Saturday game at the SCG. Uh, Jake Friend back after sitting out last week due to a head knock. Uh, Lussick drops out. I think that's the only change. They're sticking with that same bench of Butcher, Collins, Crichton and Sonny Bill. Um, what do you got here? Well, the main talking points for this game are about the Knights, but I guess from the Roosters' perspective, is there a chance James Tedesco gets three hundreds in a row? He's I <laughs> would say there is a chance. <laughs> it it seems ridiculous, and especially after you know he had a run of low scores by his standards, forties, maybe a thirty-five in there. I'm just taking a quick look. Um, yeah, you got a, a, a twenty in eighty minutes, then fifty, forty-six. People are starting to. Get a bit worried, and then 112 against Brisbane, and then 101 against Canberra, and now he's playing a understrength Knights team at home. Uh, the troops are back. You know, he could go big again. I mean, possibly if you're really wanting to gamble, he could be a captaincy option as well. Well, you know, yeah, it would have uh, obvious options. Would have panned out okay the uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, anyone else from a fantasy point of view? Cole Flanagan's back to scoring pretty consistently. 
Um, Nat Butcher on the bench is still in a lot of teams, not probably going to get the, the minutes he was getting previously, but um, still serviceable if you, you can't afford to upgrade him. Yeah, I think the star back rowers returning, um, Crichton, Cordner, these guys, is good for the team generally, which is therefore good for Flanagan, their goal kicker and, and halfback, who will get amongst the points, and, and bad for Butcher because his minutes, as you say, will probably go backwards a bit in the last few weeks. Time to talk about the Knights, which has some bad news for plenty of coaches. Callum Ponga, Mitch Barnett, uh, and also Heimel Hunt rested. Um, Ponga's a tough one. Yeah, it's a massive one. So, I mean, everyone really has Callum Ponga at this point. So, um, yeah, the Barnett, I think it's it's tougher for those who have Barnett because most most people don't have him. So, it makes him a you know, real trade candidate, even if it's just for one week. If you're in a head-to-head and you're up against someone who doesn't have him, you do. You know, you might only have 16 decent players and the other player you're up against will have 17. So, uh, that'll be tough. Ponga, I think, try to hold him. Obviously, he's the second best winger fullback behind Tedesco. So, in a week's time, he could be back to scoring 80s or 90s or 100s. So, see if you can get away with holding him. Uh, but it's a tricky one, depends on your situation. So, yeah, it's tough. And a lot of people are down to one or two trades or no trades. So, mm. Really time to test your depth. Yeah, the um, the the downside to having a sweet point of difference player is when the point of difference player doesn't play, then you're affected and no one else is pretty much. Which uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's a headache for a few people who've uh, been profiting from some handy scores in recent weeks. Uh, Storm and the Cowboys Sunday afternoon up there at the sunny coast. Speaking of bad news, Ryan Pappenhausen is out an Achilles injury, according to the club. Uh, no word yet on severity. So I don't know if it's just a bit of tightness and he's going to take a week off to rest it and be back in a week, or if he's actually injured it, in which case you would think he's not going to play certainly in the next um, three rounds of the regular season. But um, Nico Hines at fullback, Hunavali back from a broken jaw in place of Isaac Lumilu. Me. Um, Nelson Asper Solomon are also back to replace the suspended Christian Welch. Yeah, so the Pappenhausen one, I mean, I imagine we're going to find out more between now and um, and the weekend about how serious his injury is. The fact that it is an actual injury makes him more of a trade candidate than Kevin Ponga, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Ponga, you know, will definitely be back next week. Uh, at this stage and, and Pappenhausen we're not sure so uh, yeah I mean if you've got both of them and only one backup when you're fullback which is the case for most people I think you probably have to trade uh, one unless you're absolutely going to win your head-to-head final mm. comfortably um, the good thing I guess is that is the schedule they play on Sunday afternoon um, as late as possible so you can wait during the round and see how you head-to-head um, matchup is going and then make a trade, you know, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, maybe Sunday morning, you trade him, trade one of them to, um, when do the Warriors, yeah, Warriors play later Bus as well. Yeah. So, yeah, so you could trade, say, Pappenhausen for, to a Buster Shack if you need the points or, or hold the trade if you can get away with it. So uh, handy advice. The Cowboys, still no sign of Jason Tamalolo, unfortunately. It's actually the same 17 uh, as last week with Gavin Cooper again listed in the starting team. Yeah. Uh, anything to talk about here? Val Holmes had a good game, but he won't get a try and a field goal every week. A lot of us hoping that uh, the Hammer will score some points because uh, anyone who's got him it's... is playing him this week with Ponga and Pappenhausen <laughs> both out. Yeah. 
I think it, this is the most important game of the Hammers uh, short career. <laughs> so he, he has no idea, but so many fantasy coaches will be relying on him doing something. Going to try, mm. make a 40-point run at some point. Um, yeah, this is the week to do it. It's only the Storm. It's not like it's a team with the best edge defence of the past 10 years of rugby league. Um, Sharks the Warriors. Man, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, so much on the line. Uh, Sharks can seal the top eight, whereas the Warriors can keep things interesting. Um, Cronulla have Sean Johnson back. Uh, Chad Townsend out, obviously suspended after that shoulder charge on Ponga. Um, a few other tweaks. Wade Graham suspended as well, so Talakai back into the starting side. Um, thoughts on this one? Yeah, not a lot of trade-ins in this Sharks team. Johnson's the big one. It's even spicier this game with Sean Johnson coming up against his old club as well. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, Johnson's not in that many teams. I think most teams who are in the finals at this point um, have got, you know, two or three gun halves already. Uh, Cleary, Moses, DCE, uh, et cetera. So um, not a huge target, but I guess if you need one, Johnson might be it. Um, otherwise, the guys are kind of middle-of-the-range scorers that people have held for a while. And the uh, Warriors get Eels' lone pair, Jennings Nalvaro, back after the Parramatta game last week. Um, Isaiah Papali'i starts at prop, uh, back to the bench. Yeah, so a few good scores in this game uh, for the Warriors last week. Toho Harris again, got it done. Two of us had a couple of big line breaks. Mm. Uh, got 57. I thought that score was going to be higher at some point, but um, still a good score. Uh, Jazz Devanga's Sinbin. Uh, was costly. Um, probably cost me one or two head-to-head games. Um, Not even sure that was the most demerits he's had in a game this year, is it? He's... <laughs> well, he still had a good score. 49 is fine yeah. for someone who's, who's been binned. Um, you know, not just the the minus, what, five, minus seven when you count the penalty. Um, and then 10 minutes off the field. Uh, came back and got busy again to get up to almost 50 points. Well, much um, like his HIA yeah. a week earlier, the ten off the field came at a pretty. It came when he was probably getting close to being interchanged. So then he had a forced rest and came back on. So if anything, it might have actually helped his minutes. He ended up playing fifty-eight, which is usually probably more around the fifty-minute mark. But um, he was at eleven, thirteen, twenty-one points in demerits, including the Simbin and the penalties. So um, yeah, scored seventy points in fifty-eight minutes and lost twenty-one. Of them. Amazing. I'll have a flawless game one day and just post 140 or something. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think two of checks, the, the interesting one if you want to make uh, a trade in the, in the wing of fullback spot. I'm just going to have a look at the Warriors' schedule. I mean, he can score well against you know most teams, but it's easier against the weaker teams. So the Sharks, they've got this week. Canberra next week um, away, which is going to be tough. And then uh, Manly to finish the season. So... I mean, he could potentially score well in at least two of those games. Um, yeah. Yeah, but what? So you'd have Nofalima ahead of Tuabasashek in the winger fullback rankings? If it was me, I probably would just. I mean, there's not really a wrong answer. Just Rogers had some quiet games, even if yeah. we thought he'd. Um, you know, score well. He just went for a real long stretch with barely any sort of line breaks or assists or tries or anything sort of to prop up. He was still getting 200 run metres a game, but just averaging, you know, 30 points a week because he couldn't get those attacking stats around it. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a few of those monster games that have kind of boosted his average up. So, 
I guess, um, yeah, lower base than Nofaluma, but a, a higher ceiling. Well, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, that is all the teams. Let's get stuck into some questions, of which there are plenty once again. Um, we'll start off with uh, podcast regular Tiff Tenney, who writes in, hey, guys, got a pretty easy beat this week again. A bit of intra-league banter going on there. Always good to see. Uh, so might save my last two trades despite the carnage. What do you reckon? Well, doing well to even have two trades, I think, at this point. Yeah, absolutely. If you can save trades, then do it. I think, um, you know, this isn't going to be the end of teams resting players. I think there's two more yeah. rounds. Uh, I mean, it could come down to round 20 and, and one of the top clubs rests, you know, a star player and that could decide a head-to-head grand final or a lot of head-to-head grand finals uh, in fantasy leagues. So, yeah, if you can have a trade up your sleeve then, uh, and, and get away with it, absolutely do it. Logsy writes in, he also has two trades left. Uh, like many of us, he's dealing with Ponga and Pappenhausen both out. Still has Talau, but he's only on an extended list. Is it worth using both trades to get rid of Pappenhausen and Talau for a solid wing fullback option and someone cheaper, um, but okay, like Hiku, for example? Uh, look, if he can... So he's got two trades left. Can he make one trade and have a half-decent score? I don't know. I, I you get that, away. That would be like Pappenhausen to a to a Barsashek or a Nofaluma and then a, you know, using what's whatever to catches left to allow to like a Hiku or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I'd see first if you can just get away with making one trade rather than two. Um, I do like the idea of waiting across the the weekend and making your calls late. You know, see how your head head's going. I mean, Tigers are in but, yeah. first, so if you're going to trade Talao, you've got to do that at the start of the round. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You could trade Talao yeah, to a cheapish centre and then see how the round's panning out and pull the trigger on Pappenhausen to two of us check at the end, like you said at the time. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Don't mind that. Uh, Brent Jackson wants to know if Alex Twal, uh, Ben Hunt and Big Tino Faswa Malawi are trades. Uh, I don't think so. Um, all three playing, scoring some points. I mean, yeah, at this point, the, the trades you want to make are for guys who are, who are out altogether. You know, you want to replace a zero with something good rather than a 40 or 50 point player at this stage of the year. Uh, Unless you've got a lot of trades left. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, sort of the, the exception to the, the rule, but I think there's too many people in that situation. Uh, Paul yep. Burns also looking at selling Ben Hunt due to reduced minutes again, only if you've got plenty of trades and can make a clear upgrade, I think. Otherwise, I'd be persisting. Also has to choose two players for his bench out of Jay Field, Bailey Sirenen, and the Hammer. <laughs> well, sadly, as an owner of the Hammer, I would say play the other two. Yes, Jay Field and Bailey Serenin both should be, you know, a fairly reliable thirty points and up. And Tabu Tabu is not necessarily going to score thirty points. Yeah, I mean Bailey could easily get sort of fifty odd if he plays big minutes in the back row. I know he's had some quiet scores doing exactly that, but um, yeah, Jay Field we've already seen has a pretty high ceiling as well. So the hammer who is just as likely to get ten as he is thirty plus, I would be uh, leaving him out from those three. Uh, BRB T-Break wants to know when to use his last two trades. Uh, like many of us, has Pap and Ponga out this week. Um, is it worth it to have a better scoring 17? Um, well, if you, if you can get away with 17 scorers um, and keeping the trades, then probably do that. 
again, if it's a head-to-head -head matchup, see how you're going. Uh, maybe make the trade late. Um, yeah, I, I think well, the Pappenhausen one is the interesting one. So if it comes out that he's going to miss, say, two weeks, then I think he's probably a trade at this point. There's only a few weeks yeah. left. So um, Ponger, I think, try to hold if you can. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Dylan1850 has one trade left, uh, 652 to spend on a centre slash swing fullback. Uh, looking at Peachy, Stags or Brimson, a bit worried about Peachy's minutes with Arrow on the bench. It's a tricky one. They've all been really good recently, those three. Um, I think I still probably probably like Peachy as a middle forward, especially a starting lock at the moment, playing in the centres where you can't get reliable scores most weeks. So I'd have him first personally. Stags can score really well, like he did in the weekend, but he can also be quiet when, especially when the Broncos get hammered. Uh, and Brimson, I think, was scoring the 30s in the weekend after a run of good scores. Yeah, Brimson was a weird one. He had that long-range line break in the first five minutes, and I thought he was going to get a huge score, and then he did absolutely nothing for the rest of the game and got 30-odd. I'd almost still go with Brimson out of those, like just about the highest ceiling. Safe spot, safe minutes, won't get too many low scores, you'd think, whereas Stags, like you said, needs tries. Um, Peachy needs minutes, which aren't guaranteed, although assuming he gets... You know, worst case scenario, should still be getting 50 minutes off the bench in a middle role. He's been spending time at hooker, and even when a centre goes down injured during a game, it's been a bow firm mm. or someone else has gone out there. Or, you know, Jai Arrow went to an edge last week and Peachy stayed in the middle, so seems to have really cemented that that lock spot. So definitely one of those two for me. But Yep. Yeah, I'll say Peachy, you say Brimson. Yep. Declan Horn, once again, no Pap, no Ponga this week. Must win head to head. Who's the best to bring in? Can be wing, fullback, all or centre. Uh, or he has Tedesco, Lomax, and Stephen Crichton. Yeah, so who have we mentioned? I've mentioned Dolphaluma, uh, Tuvasashek, I guess um, Peachy as well in the centres. Uh, one of those three. Mm. Am I missing someone big? No, I don't. Now that we've talked about him, I don't mind Brimson. I know. Let's just have a look now. He had 607, so he's gone up a little bit of um, or a fair bit of cash in the past few weeks since he's been back from injury. That 29 on the weekend um, came after back-to-back -back, um, 60 scores. He's gone 74, 46, and then 260 scores since being back from injury. Um, only one try in the last four weeks, so he's mostly scoring well without tries other than that big game against the Cowboys when he first came back. A um, little bit cheaper than a couple of the other guys as well. So if you'd got multiple trades, frees up a bit more to spend yep. elsewhere as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a lot of factors and it's, it's tricky when there's only three weeks left. You really, you know, it's getting hard to split individual players. It, it comes out of matchups who they're playing against and then, you know, who scores a try on any given week. So it's getting a little random after that, but uh, yeah, look at look at those few guys and look at their schedules, I, I guess, and who you like most. Yeah, like you say, look at matchups as well. It's probably uh, at this, you know, start of the season, you're looking at averages over a year. At this point, you can actually afford to go who's a team got in the last two or three rounds and, and make trades based yep. on, on the run home, which is um, handy. Uh, Brent Jackson's looking to sell Pappenhausen. Options are Dylan Edwards, Clint Gutherson, Brimson, or Tuovasashek. Uh, Must-win game is holding Ponga um, and playing the hammer. 
Yeah. Um, so I guess you've talked me around on Brimson. You've got to have Brimson ahead of two of and those two ahead of the other two. Edwards and Gutherson have been very solid as well this year, but um, yeah, Brimson was red hot up until last week. Yeah, I think Edwards and Gutherson for me are probably a step below the other two. Maybe a coin flip between Brimson and Tuovasashek. Personally, I'd go Brimson, but um, Roger could easily go big over the last few weeks. Yep. Uh, Scott Sandaga uh, is bringing in Cameron Smith or Cherry Evans for Johnson, or should he bring in Cam Smith and Enoughy and keep Johnson? I think I've interpreted that question. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, I mean, uh, Keith Johnson is back this week, surely. I'm absolutely. Uh, and Smith's been he's scoring, you know, close, you know, fifty-five a game rather than sixty-five, but but still very safe, and you know, he's going to get that and up. You would expect most weeks. So, um, yeah, the more the more gun scorers you've got in your team at this point, the better, I think. Mm. Um. Who else we got? Kia Snell is Angus, Angus Crichton a sell because he's playing off the bench. Can flick him for DCE, but only have one trade left. Thoughts on that one? It's a tough one. I feel like Crichton might actually. Um, is there a chance he stays as a middle, like a bench middle, for the rest of this season? It's um, a weird one. He, um, I feel like he played really well on the weekend. I checked and he only played 30 minutes. It felt like he was out there for longer, mm. but he scored 48 in 30 minutes just in runs and busts and tackles. Um, yeah. One line break assist in there. So um, if he's playing in the middle, he can rack up points very quickly. He did this last year, but they played him in the middle mm. yeah, quite, quite a bit and his minutes were down, but then he scored so rapidly that his scores were still pretty good. Then they played him, you know, back in eight minutes on the edge and he, uh, he scored, you know, back to his usual self of fifties and up. So, um, I don't know. I, ideally, what do you say? You could afford DCE, but only just, yeah. Ideally you give it another week and, and see how it goes. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tough week to be trading out, you know, a fit. Someone's going to score. Yeah. If I was going to look for something, I mean, you know, we've just had two shocks today with Ponger and Pappenhausen out. Who knows what happens over the course of this weekend and the next team list Tuesday before next, you know, next week. So a bit more players out. If you can hold trades, then do it, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird one with the minutes. Like you think th- they're going to persist with Sonny Bill in the 17, which I mean, maybe if Mitch Orbison comes back, um, he might not play every week. But at, th- at this stage, you'd think Sonny's going to be playing very small minutes. So, you know, he's. Effective yeah. for a short period, but was gassed pretty quickly on the weekend, so it's going to take him a, a while to get his lungs back. So you'd think that sort of means more minutes for the rest of them. But I mean, if Roosters are in blowout games, do they rest Boyd Cordner? He, he played 80 minutes last week for the first yeah. time in forever, but he's a guy that probably needs to be um, managed. And yeah, hard to know. Yeah, it's an option. I mean, it's a little bit surprising that Crichton isn't a starting second right now. Like, it was a bit of a start when they bought him and. Um, he seems to be the highest credential of, of those guys behind Cordner in that team. But yeah, they've got a lot of options um, in the back row. So I think at the moment he stays there. They can, and as you say, they can, they've got a lot of flexibility if there are blowouts or even resting players again in the next few weeks. Yep, for sure. Um, Vincenzo wants to know, can you put a non-playing centre wing fullback on your bench and have three playing players on emergency? Do you know what that means? 
<laughs> can you have you can do that if you like but yeah i think people get a try to get a bit too creative with the um the flexible auto emergencies you basically need your top 13 has to have every position covered and then your bench can be whatever you like mm. so yeah if you're short a, a center you're not going to get a backup center yeah. that's what he's trying to get around and your eight-man bench your top for listed players who play are the ones that count. So if you've got red dots in the middle of it, it still picks the top four um, in the order that you've got yep. them. But you won't get an auto-emergency for someone in your starting team unless you have someone on your bench that plays in that position. So if you're missing a centre and you've got no centres on your bench, then you still only play with 16, even if you've got seven scoring players on your bench or whatever it is. Yep. Um, Cashing 92, I think this is the last one I can see. Looking at a few of the cheaper players floating around this weekend, wants to know what the deal is with their job security. Uh, Ruben Cotter, Tom Gilbert, Connor Tracy, Spencer Lenniu, and Josh King, for example. Yeah, Ruben Cotter was the one. Um, I think you talked him up on uh, the Wednesday uh, video on NRL.com, and he scored very well on the weekend, 59, I think. So. Mm. He is still under 400K. I think he's 392. I would have to check that. But um, yeah, he looks like the best of that bunch. 362. Yeah. So. Yeah. Even after yeah, jumping like up the... to 70K or whatever it was, he played 85 minutes. Like he never went off. The, the uh, Jake yeah. Granville um, is not getting picked at the moment. He's in the extended reserves. Again, Dejan Assi was the utility. I don't think he even got on the field, did he, Dejan Assi? Um, so yeah, Cotter ended up playing the, the full game. Making 50 yeah, tackles. Yeah, so his job security looks pretty good at this point. Uh, yeah. He looks the best of that bunch. Of the rest, um, Gilbert was handy. Um, he's been listed to go back to the bench this week after starting last week, but he may start for Cooper again. But um, obviously a bit of a risk with the minutes. Um, Connor Tracy, I'd be worried about just given between um, Sean Johnson and Braden Trindle and what's going to happen with how they manage their, their halves. I think he got a try last week, possibly. Uh, Josh King yeah. got a try as well, so I'd steer clear of him. Spencer Lenny, a bit worried about his minutes. Obviously, Isaiah Yo back this week. So, yeah. Short answer of all those guys. It's Cotter or nobody, probably. Yep. There it is. All the questions, hope we've helped a few people out. Uh, obviously, like we said, massive week in head-to-head this week. It's all knockouts from here on in. Um, Interesting at the top for the uh, the overall race as well. Some monster scores last week made things um, pretty lively. I'll be back on Wednesday, as always, with Tanisha with the fantasy video, the late mile crew on Thursday afternoon with the uh, weekly podcast. Thanks again to our sponsors, Harvey Norman. We'll be back this time next week. Mm-hmm.